1700 The Champ. Interact with the show on Twitter at Hawkeye Huddle and at Hawkeye Huddle 2. And hello again, everybody. Welcome to the Hawkeye Huddle here at 1700. Red Ridge Dave Creighton Jr. with you. Year number 17 for the Hawkeye Huddle. Is that right? I was trying to remember. Yeah, I think we started last year thinking it was 17, then we counted it up and it was only 16. Is it first year? It seemed like four years. <laughs> yes. Uh, but uh, so uh, t- I think 2003 is when we were sitting in your living room. It was the Iowa-Wisconsin game. Yes. Nathan Chandler. Yes. And uh, we were having fun doing what we're doing right now, sitting in my living room right now. But uh, watching Iowa play football, and my ex-wife said, you know, you guys are funnier and better than these other shows that you do. Because I had been doing a few uh, other ones on various networks. I can't remember what it was, like Hawkeye Weekly or something. Actually, it wasn't bad. Uh, that was Dorman and uh, Bullet Bob Selby. I mean, it was pretty good. But you and I have a different rapport, right? So Clearly. she's like, it's just, it's just a different show. And, she, and so you went and we, we looked into it. And the next year we and, had a show. And yeah. here we are 17 and here we, years later. 17 years later. And people are still listening to us on the radio. And live streaming us on 1700 The Champ uh, across the country. Which is awesome. And hopefully around the world. And hopefully around the world. And of course, uh, our, our podcast. in Arizona, Indiana. In, in Indiana, Virginia. yeah, uh, yeah, our, our buddy over in Indiana is uh, just didn't he just check in a little bit ago? See right. if we were going to be doing this. Uh, um, by the way, the Yingling is actually going to be distributed. I, I saw that. that. I did. Yeah. He brought us. Uh, Kevin Driscoll brought us some. Was that last year? He showed up at Gmail. Well, last year, or two years. I think yeah. it was last year. Okay, uh, that was really cool. But uh, it'll be around Iowa. So. In any case, uh, if you're not familiar with the way this works, we sit here uh, or somewhere in the metro area uh, throughout the football and basketball seasons for the University of Iowa and break down University of Iowa sports from a perspective of a couple of guys who are fans, really. I think is really to put it a little bit differently than, than other people, right? We, we know what's going on, but we break it down. For We're not minute. exactly journalists. We, uh, we don't. We, no. Right. I have a journalism degree from the University of Iowa, and I try to use it as little as possible. Well, that's not <laughs> true, but nevertheless. No, no it's true. It, it's not true. But we do this di- we do this differently. And, and so if, uh, if you're check- checking in for the first time, you'll notice it's uh, we, we might start kibitzing and throwing uh, punches. You never know <laughs> each other. But <laughs> Well, it's but, early. Yeah. There's been no games, right. so we can't really argue that's too much. That's right. There's no arguing much uh, at this point in time. Although, I don't know. I have opinions about a lot of the things that have happened and. I'm sure you do, too. Of course, uh, what's weird about this, uh, we are not at GMIG tonight. They are still a sponsor uh, for us, so uh, don't worry about that. They are still open tonight, so if you want to go on down there, I think it's still steak night, right? Taco night. Taco night. Oh, it's, it's Thursday. It's Thursday. It's not Tuesday. This, by the way, is a change over the 17 years. We do not normally do Thursdays. We're trying Thursday this year, and uh, we'll see how that goes. We, but We appreciate 1700 for being accommodating that's to that. That's right. Absolutely. Uh, also, uh, we're going we're gonna to be at the Foundry from time to time. Still going to have our Foundry last call. Um, so that will be one of our sponsors. And new sponsor this year is Stonehawker Realty uh, Remax uh, Concepts this year. And uh, we'll tell you all about that, but uh, they're literally uh, one of the reasons I'm sitting in this living room this year versus the one that I sat in that was across the street from you for, for, 20, ma- for, many, years. for many years. So uh, in any case, let's, uh, let's move on to the Iowa Hawkeyes. And all it took was for you and me to decide we were going to do a radio show, and the Big Ten said, fine, we'll play football. Well, we might as well. What else are they going to talk about? I mean, about? literally, this, this – we planned a month ago. Said let's let's start. 
Well, I thought we were going to. I thought we were going to start last week. But right, you had I, to redo your uh, vacation. I, I did. Well, so we'll just update everybody with that. Is uh, I went on vacation in July, and on the way to vacation, driving there, I started feeling sick. And by the time I got there, I found out that I had the the, the you, COVID. You I had the actual COVID. You survived the Rona, uh, right? I just stay, stayed in my in my condo for an entire week there and drove home. I survived the Rona right here. And then uh, this last week uh, we went we went again, so uh, got to actually enjoy it. So we we weren't going to do the show from down there. We weren't going to start off with a remote. No. You and me not sitting. That's tough enough when we do that after we've been rolling with this for three or four weeks. But uh, yeah, I had the Rona for what? So it took me three four weeks to feel better, and then six weeks to get really really get over it. But uh, uh, you're I never not did, dead. No, and I never had to go to the hospital, and I was sick, but I never got really sick. Right, so I was one of the one of the lucky ones. But in any case, um, that thing has done some very strange things in the world of sports, and certainly in the world of the Iowa Hawkeyes. Well, and if you think about it, and go back to uh, March when we were getting ready to be excited about more than likely an Iowa wrestling national championship, the men's and women's basketball team getting ready to play the Big Ten tournament. Uh, and looking for big things out of both of them going into the NCAA basketball tournament. And uh, all hell broke loose. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it has been a very strange six months. Uh, first without sports and then having sports come back. And then obviously the Big Ten totally screwing this football season thing up by – giving us hope and saying, here's what the schedule is going to be, and here's all the wonderful things that are going to be going on. And Iowa planning on uh, socially distancing fans at the game. Yep. Uh, you know, and it was looking like, okay, well, this is going to be different, but closer to normal than we thought, even though it was just going to be a Big Ten season. Um, we knew that uh, no non-conference games. But then a week later, they reversed course. And much hand wringing, and I got to give it to the uh, parents of the University of Iowa, the Nebraska people, and Ohio State for spearheading and staying on this, and getting, and frankly, I think the best thing that could have happened in terms of getting the Big Ten back was watching yeah, Big Twelve. I was going to say, don't you think Big Twelve football last at, week at and, the end of the day and Appalachian State and yes. these other places going? Well, yes. they're doing it. Why can't we figure yeah, this? At out? At the end of the day, what they ended up, they thought. Yeah, they thought everybody was we're jumping, the, jumping we're the Big Ten. That's we will right. lead the way, and we will shut down the entire country. Right, and we'll be and it morally, morally responsible for saving the lives of dozens of people. Right. Considering 28,000 college kids have been diagnosed with uh, COVID or been tested positive in the last month and a half, and none of them have been hospitalized. But aside from that, um, let's which, is the the actual, which is the actual statistic, right? Let's but not, it, let's let's let the not let the facts stand in the way of the fun that we might worry about what might happen. Um, but, but no, I really believe – I mean, I, there's just no question. The Big Ten presidents, chancellors, all they all thought – we're going to lead the way. We're going to do this. Everybody else will, too. And here we were over the last couple of weeks, teams playing, games being postponed, but they're still playing other games. And high school football going off without a hitch across the country, particularly here in, in Iowa, Iowa, right? right. With, Iowa the did, with the exception of Des Moines Public Schools. Right. Who just, it, and it, that's not because there were problems. It's because they just, they didn't want to send kids to school, right? So, uh, you, you know, that. That that's their choice, right? That was their choice, right? Um, so 
I think the Big Ten clearly, that's where they were with this. They they I, uh, they shipped shipped their bed. If you were uh, uh, listening to the old Kmart commercials, right? Right. Uh, but in any case, uh, here they are this week. They come back yesterday. Um, I, I, I still find it amazing with all the time they've had to think about this. <laughs> so they're going to play Somebody starting did. October 23rd and 24th. We don't know who's playing when. Why don't, why we don't, don't know why where. Why don't they just take the Scott Doctor and I, I, I don't know. Let's, so let's go over what we know. 23rd and 24th, they're going to start. They can't start practicing in pads. Uh, what Kirk said today is until September 30th, which is when the tests show up so they can do daily testing. They're going to do daily antigen testing. It's going to cost the Big Ten $6 million. The Big Ten doesn't actually have their own money, so it just comes out of proceeds from TV, which is one of the reasons the TV revenues will be lower than you might think. So it's going to cost a, a ton of money, but they're going to do it daily. If 5% of a team tests positive on a given day, and I, I got yesterday's stuff was still up in the air. I didn't figure it out today. I think Gary Barta and Kirk kind of really sort of crystallized this. So if 5% of your team tests positive on a given day. Is this team or staff? Yeah, on your team. team mean, in, on your team. In, in the bubble. On your team. 5% of your kids. So in Iowa, what, there's 120 kids maybe so on the roster? Six? Six or seven kids. If in one day they test positive, you shut it down. Now, I don't know how long they make them shut it down. I didn't see that. I thought it was just they took those kids out for three weeks. No. It's, it's they shut the team down. Shut down workouts and everything, 5%. Any kids that test positive, if any one kid tests positive, regardless of whether the next day he tests negative, that kid's done for two, for three weeks, all right? So and, how, how, would you, how would you test positive day one and negative day two? False positive? I don't know. I, I'm, I, I'll tell you this. I, I've known, you know, I, I buddy of mine who, um, uh, a buddy of mine, whose kid is in college, uh, we were with him down in Branson, right? And he tested positive uh, a couple days uh, before and, uh, or, or a couple days after they had seen him. And then, um, you know, he felt better in two days. And when people feel better, sometimes the virus is no longer shredding. You don't have as much of it sticking around. You, who knows? Uh, I, I don't know. All I know is it's possible, right? Did, they, did they, you they, know that uh, LSU and O'Dron said the whole team already had to COVID? Right. The whole team had to COVID. So there's that. So so if so, it's three weeks, and the three weeks allows, and this is the part. So I think it's really it, it's it's tough, right? It's a very tough thing to think about. What if you lose four wide receivers, right? So here's the difficult part about that. So you're let's say that. Um, uh, Amir Smith Marset test positive. Okay, he's out for three weeks. The last week they're going to be doing all these echocardiograms and looking at all these things on his heart, right, to make sure that he doesn't have myocarditis, right? Right. The rest of the receivers, if they've been in contact with him within six feet for more than fifteen minutes, they're down for two weeks. Contact, they're down, right? So how do you, so essentially you? the social distancing that the team is going to have to have. You should be 10 feet away from each other in the wide receiver room watching tape. Right. Those, and I've been in, the, in the, that the, facility. The, they certainly they can, can do, do that. That's the point. Don't, stand, don't sit close enough to somebody where you could be considered in contact. Now, once they're playing, once they're in pads, I think you're kind of screwed. But we'll, we'll see, right, how they, how they apply this. Is but it that's, 15 consecutive minutes? 
You know, I was always told it takes 15 so, minutes. but uh, I, I, Four at a time, five at a time. I, I mean, don't know. Is that if over? you can rattle it off three or four times, good for you. Right. Um, now, here's so that's, so that's part of this. Okay. Here's the other piece. Now, the part that worried me is I also saw it said if there's a 7.5% positive rate within a community or what do they say? A population. This is what the, the thing the Big Ten said. Within a population, then you shut it down too. the whole team. I'm like, what's the population? Is it is it Johnson County? Is it is it Iowa City? Is it the University of Iowa? Clarified today. No, that's the cumulative. So let's say 5% of your team tests positive one day and 5% the next day. I got you. Now, now you're, you're at 10, 10. The whole team shuts it down. All okay? right. So that's the way this is going to work. Um, now, the difficult part about this, the difficult part about this is not just that. You're a bastion of hope here. I'm just telling you what I, I I have a little part of me back here that you know I've got the cynical part right, of me right. that thinks the Big Ten kind of set this up thinking, well, this, they probably aren't going to get this done, and then we can always say, well, we gave it a shot. But that doesn't mean that the coaches and players won't get this done. But so they're go, they're going to play eight games in eight weeks, and then have a ninth game in the ninth week. The ninth game will be a floating game where they're figuring out number one in the Big Ten East versus number one in the Big Ten West, number two versus number two. Without all, without doing a duplication game. Without doing a duplication game. Probably. Yeah. probably. That's not for sure, but they're thinking they talked about that. And so, so, so you're going to play all the teams in your division. So Iowa's going to play Nebraska, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Illinois, Northwestern, Purdue. 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 Mm-hmm. And then... Two crossovers. Two crossovers. Now, Cur- currently, our crossovers were Michigan State, Michigan State, Ohio State, Ohio State, and Penn State. Right. Then they had changed to Maryland when they—that was the original, right? Right. Then it was Maryland was somehow in there in the when they added the the tenth game for the uh, for the uh, conference for only. the conference only schedule. So we don't know. You know, you're going to get your six. You're logically going to have what if you were just doing it logically, you would just take two of those three and drop it, and you would you would drop for Iowa. It would be either Penn State or Ohio State because Michigan State was at home, and Iowa needs to have four home and four four away, right? They only have three at home with uh, in, in with the way that it was under set up. that methodology, right? Right. Now that doesn't mean the Big Ten's going to do it logically. We'll see, uh, <laughs> you know. But but so that notwithstanding, here's the deal. Nine games in nine weeks, and you've got all these other factors, and all these other teams out there are postponing games and moving games around. And you're going to jam nine games into nine weeks. Good luck. Why I mean, not? I just, I just don't think I, I, I don't foresee that being an, an easy thing to do. Uh, even, even with all of that, I that I believe they're going to do to try to keep you know teams from having to shut down. Um, I, I think one of two things: you're going to have Iowa play uh, games or the Big Ten teams play games with seriously depleted uh, position uh, rosters, right? So, you know, a number of wide receivers down, a number of running backs down, something like that. Um, Or you're going to have entire teams just forfeit games. And so I I would have done it. I I want to see more football. I I know you do too. But I would have done it as here's – we're going to play our six division so, games. So you wh- get nine weeks to get it in, and if you have to postpone, you've got three extra weeks to figure so, out a way to so do it. So why didn't they do the seventeenth so that gave them a buffer? No idea. 
They, they. Uh, well, I shouldn't say I have no idea. Here's the, the the theory behind this is that even Kirk said today he's like, "Oh, you need the three weeks of we practice. need we need time to get guys in pads, and let them start bruising each other up and beating each other up." And he said, "You know, even September 30th is going to be tough, right? Because they can't they aren't getting the tests until September 30th, and that still only gives them but like so three weeks." So, what of pads. sort of workouts and and practice have they been doing? Seven on, seven on seven, seven on seven shirts and maybe a helmet there, here and there. And I, I mean. It's been, you know, it's been workouts, but it's not been, they've not been in any, any contact, I don't believe. All right. So, I, I Well, I, and it was clear from watching early college football and uh, even if you. It wasn't very good, was it? The well. Pro, the pro football was, the pro football was like scrimmages at times. And, the, you know, but yeah, I think that's where you're going, right? Yeah. I, what I was saying is that tackling was bad um, because people haven't been able to practice. Right. Hey, there's the clock. Hey, there's the clock. All right. Uh, Tom Caker at HawkeyeReport.com is going to check in with us. I think I, I just broke all his news, but he's going to have more for you from uh, from HawkeyeReport.com. When we come back here on the Hawkeye Huddle on 1700, the champ. Back to the Hawkeye Huddle with Dave Creighton Jr. and Brett Ridge on 1700, the champ. Real sports talk for real sports fans. And we're back here on the Hawkeye Hello, Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. with you. As we are each week now from 6 to 7 o'clock on Thursdays. Boy, it's going to be tough for me to remember to say that. <laughs> <laughs> and we're on the... <clears throat> around, around the world at the... That's my singing voice. Around the world at the HawkeyeHuddle.com. Uh, we'll start talking about our sponsors a little bit later. we got a couple of segments to do. Uh, but we're going to get right to it with our, our friend Tom Cakert. I'm assuming Tom's on on the line. Right I think night. so. Our friend Tom Caker from HawkeyeReport.com, who's been with us all 17 years of the Hawkeye Huddle. Good afternoon, Tom. Good to talk to you. Uh, good evening, gentlemen. It has been 17 years. It's crazy to think about, isn't it? Isn't that something? Your pay has never changed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's a it gets $10 job. a month out of me. I pay, I pay you a hundred a hundred a year, hundred a year, right? It's it's good, it's good that's stuff. Right. Well, part of my uh, you go part ahead. Of my, the part of my thank you to you guys for being longtime subscribers and promoters as I do this for free. <laughs> well, we really appreciate it, Tom. You you take time out of your personal life. To, uh, I appreciate you guys. This. I well, appreciate uh, you guys having me on. It's. Uh, and, and you know, Tom, it's uh, we were joking. Uh, all all we needed to do to force the Big Ten into playing football was decide to have a Hawkeye huddle, and uh, here we are. <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, you know, so I I, I think we we spent the better part of the first well, we spent all the last twenty minutes kind of going over how things are going to work and and what what we see. Uh, at least how the, how the Big Ten is going to try to set this up. There's a number sure. of things that still are not uh, th- that are still not there. The, the schedule being one of them, and I don't know if you've got any insights on that. And I think the other thing that might be that we haven't touched on at all is uh, is are any of the players thinking about not playing? So let's talk schedule first. Do you have any sure. insights on what this is going to look like for Iowa? I don't. I don't know um, dates. I think we know for sure that. Um, Six of the games are going to be against their division teams. So you're talking Wisconsin and Nebraska, Illinois, Northwestern, on, 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 you know, Minnesota, schools like that. So um, they're going to play those. More than likely, they're going to play at Penn State because they're just kind of that that cross pollination, uh, you know, kind of rival that they're going to be playing every year. 
So do that. And then um, they're going to play a team in Iowa City from across. And the the current schedule or the old schedule was Michigan State. So I think that's what it's going to end up being. And then the thing that will fall off of there is Ohio State and Iowa get can get around to playing them uh, December 19th, right? There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds great. Right. (laughs) Well, so assuming that that happens, and and actually I think that that breaks pretty pretty well for Iowa, right? Mm -hmm. I I mean, I think it really does. Uh, I'm not sure. I don't remember. I know Wisconsin had it lined up to where they had a fairly – straightforward schedule through, and I don't know who their cross, crossovers are uh, off the top of my head, Tom, but, you know, you got, you got to like the, the way that that schedule could break for Iowa, and, and particularly um, if they sort of line it up with the the, uh, the, the uh, actual division games are first, so you don't that's run kinda what I, I think that I, I kind of think that's what they're going to end up doing. Yeah. Um, just because those are going to be the most important games to get in are those division games. So, you, you come out and you just you play your six division opponents, and then you've got your gravy at the end with two uh, cross uh, cross division games and, and wrap up with those. And then I really do like the plus one idea of playing kind of the alternate, you know, one versus one, two versus two. And you know, if you have to kind of move some things around because teams have played each other during the season, then that's fine. Uh, but I, I kind of like the idea. No, I think that's a great idea, actually. The only concern or <clears throat> question or thought or whatever that I had was um, if one plays one, and then would they play again in the Big Ten Championship? That was that was. Well, the that's only... that. That is the Big Ten. Championship. Oh, that is. The, yeah, that's it. That, that's yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So Illinois can play Rutgers. I was going to say Illinois Rutgers will be a riveting matchup on Friday night before the Big Ten Championship. <laughs> Put that at Ford, Ford Field in Detroit. Uh, it'll be like a Motor City Bowl. That's right. <laughs> Neither team gets to go to a bowl game, but they can do that, and they can be like they're going to Motor City Bowl. So, what about um, uh, what about uh, what about fans here, Tom? I, I I assumed no fans for sure. Uh, is that is that is that the way that it's looking? It's not completely in stone. Now, they're going to start out no fans. Um, Gary Barta talked about that today. Yes, there would be no fans um, to start. I think that's what they're going to do the whole way. Um, you know, I, except for, you know, family kind of thing. So each, each player is going to get some tickets to, to uh, have their family members come in. But um, I, I, I think that's fine. You know, if the price to get an actual season is, hey, we don't get that fans in, then that's that's fine. I, I think we're okay with that. Oh, I would take – I would <laughs> – believe me, <clears throat> I watched Iowa State play Louisiana last yeah. week, and I was like, yeah. I don't care there's nobody there. They're yeah. playing football. Yeah. And I also thought yeah. – if Iowa was playing Iowa State right now, we would have beat them by three touchdowns. <laughs> well, Iowa State has their annual tradition of the second Saturday in, yep. in September that they, they just lose to whoever that team is. That's to right. to whomever right. that may be. Uh, I, was, I, I was never on – you'll, you'll concur. I was never on board with them being – I, yeah, I, guess. I, I was like, so the last the last thing on this, and then I want to I want to talk a little bit about what you know about hoops, uh, Tom. But 
uh, opt-outs, right? So a handful sure. of fairly high-profile pro- players in the Big Ten have already said they're not playing. But they're coming yeah. back quickly. Now well, they're all coming back. Are yeah, they all coming, all coming back? back? Well, I don't know all. Um, I just saw that Sean Wade uh, from Ohio State, who Monday said he was opting out, um, which was odd to me, um, given that his dad was one of the active members in the uh, uh, Let Them Play movement uh, in the Big Ten. Um, yeah, he's opting back in. Micah Parsons seems to be wavering a little bit, and that would be a huge deal for Penn State because he's probably the defensive player of the year in the conference this year. Um, so um, I know Jeff Brom was talking to Rondell Moore. That would be a huge deal if he came oh, back. Yeah. Uh, uh, Bateman from Minnesota, that would be a huge deal if he came back. So, um, But I don't uh, – thus far, I haven't seen anything with Moore or Bateman uh, or um, uh, Parsons has been tweeting tonight. So, you know, who knows what he's going to do. Nobody well, for Iowa, though, right? Um, Kirk said there's a handful of guys, is what he said. Um, but, you know, before in August, one of the names that we'd heard was Jimon Colbert um, as a potential guy to, to, to sit out uh, this year. Um, and um, Alaric Jackson was another name, but he was on his Instagram and put up a picture of himself yesterday when they saw uh, in an Iowa uniform, so I would assume that Alaric's coming back uh, and going to play, which is which is really good news for Iowa because uh, you know that just solidifies that offensive line. Yeah, no question. And, and actually, he was the only guy I was—I shouldn't say the only guy, but he was one guy I was truly worried. Uh, Duncan being the other one, but he's a kicker. Yeah. Well, I mean, who's even talking to him? Keith's playing. Keith is playing. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's in. He's in. <laughs> Yeah. Well, if we start looking at the way the Big Ten has done this uh, in football and, and how long it took them to figure this out, uh, when we start looking at basketball, Tom, and essentially what uh, is ranked by a number of people in the services, whatnot, uh, top sure. five team in the country right now, we're all very Central excited about Iowa basketball. Uh, number one, is the Big Ten going to be prepared for that? Or are we going to be – and are they going to be prepared for, for that? Um, and what's it looking like for how they're going to sort of let the the Big Ten teams decide who they're going to play? Is that going to be more? Are, are, are they, do you know? Is that going to be more up to the schools to set up their schedules according to what the NCAA rules are, or is the Big Ten going to be involved again like they have been in football? Yeah, um, a couple of things with that. Yeah, they, they they announced yesterday the NCAA did kind of a, a format just you know, how things are going to work. They're still planning on having a tournament in March. Um, they're, um, I thought something that was interesting is they've taken down the locations for the 2021 NCAA tournament, uh, no longer says all the different places uh, that, that were scheduled to host. So um, there may be some different plans moving there, uh, which makes some sense that you'd maybe centralize all of the, the teams in one location um, in terms of each region, yeah, so uh, but, we- right, right, right. That makes sense. Instead of having instead of having eight different locations going, you're going to cut it down to four, um, right out of the gate. Um, but there's a universal start date of the 25th that you can get going. They're going to allow the Big Ten wants to play 20 conference games. That's what um, I've heard. 
that's what they're planning on doing. They, I don't know if they're going to do a bubble or if they're going to try and play them on the campus locations. Um, uh, but they're going to get those going. Uh, maybe in December we might see some conference games. Um, and then um, you can play a maximum of 27 games. So you, you'd have seven non-conference games. Iowa is not currently scheduled to play in any of the the, the big name tournaments like the Battle for Atlantis or Maui or any of those, because those aren't going to happen as they were supposed to happen, at least in those locations. They're going to get played in Orlando, Sioux Falls, uh, Sioux, Falls yeah. South, Sioux Falls, South Dakota at the Sanford Pentagon, uh, the Mohegan Sun in Connecticut. Um, you know, every, every every casino in in the United <laughs> States is going to have it. Well, have you know why bubble. they you know why well, they got Vegas, hotels Vegas Vegas, well, Vegas too because they have hotels that are attached yep. to arenas. So yep. there's you just go from the hotel room to the arena ba- back to your court. hotel room. Yep. Yeah, yep. It just that's that's um that's why they're doing those things. So you know Vegas makes some sense because you're. You know the the T-Mobile thing. You can just you know stay at the MGM Park and you can go right there, or Orleans. the Grand Garden Arena. You have um, the MGM Grand. You have the Orleans. Uh, yeah, uh, you've got the the the, the arena there uh, that Iowa played in. Um, you know last year. Uh, so you've got, yep. got places like that. So, but Iowa was supposed to just host this event, but it was not going to be like just over a weekend. It was going to be over a couple of weeks and they just kind of play a series of games against different teams. South Dakota was going to be in it and other things. So I don't know if they're going to still do that or cause I think there's going to be some openings in some of these other tournaments and Iowa is going to be an attractive team to uh, one of those MTE things, but we don't even know uh, the big 10 and the ACC going to get together and try and have a challenge or the Gavit game is going to happen. Iowa was supposed to play in that. Um, you know, the Hawkeyes would be very attractive to that. If you do that and you play Iowa State, then you could just play your uh, MTE thing that was going to have four games and, and call it good uh, and right. be done. Right. So, um, right. I, Tom, I know. heard today that uh, um, what's the dude's name? Edwards from Greater Des Moines Partnership or whatever. Greg? Yeah, Greg Edwards. He's trying to get Des Moines to be one of the bubbles, whether it's for just random games or a tournament yeah. of some sort. So Des Moines could be a location, potentially, at Wells Fargo, and there's now enough hotel rooms with the Skywalk and everything that is, quote-unquote, sort of connected. For teams to stay. To, at the, to right, stay. at the very least, fans are no Yeah, there's fans. enough hotels. Yeah. There's enough yeah. hotels right down there by the arena yep. that right. you know, teams could walk over to the well and play basketball. Yep, that'd be kind of cool. That wouldn't be too bad. Yeah, I just heard that uh, this afternoon that that is something that is sort of on the docket. I think just the the biggest thing here is Lord willing they're going to play because uh, it would be a crime for Iowa to have uh, this basketball squad not be able to find a way on onto the court this year. And sure. uh, uh, you yeah. know, obviously, if we'll have to find out what's going to happen with wrestling again, there's you know they should be lights out, stellar, incredible. But whether they're going to be able to 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 participate this year, they're, they're going to have wrestling. They're going to have. They wrestling. are. You sure? Yep. All right. Wow. Yep. Breaking yep. breaking news. I I did I had not seen for sure. That's good. That's great because I, you know, I don't think anybody said that. But I just a while back when when the the um uh, basketball when the football stuff got canceled, 
and I talked to the team doctor, uh, Andy Peterson, who's been overseeing everything uh, with testing and contact tracing and all the everything that's been going on. He has been um, he's the guy that was running it. And I asked right. him about wrestling, and his indication to me was it's actually one of the easier sports to handle because you're really limited in terms of the number of people that you're in contact with because they were just grouping guys up like the 25s and the 33s were the only guys that were together on a mat. So you're dealing with like just six people instead of uh, 20 or 16 or whatever. Good. As long as uh, Spencer Lee doesn't get it. <laughs> right. Yeah. We, we don't, want to, don't, want to hit, don't want him to go down. All right. Well, all good no. stuff, Tom. We appreciate it. We're going we're gonna to get to a break here, but uh, you're okay. number 17, ready to go, and, and glad we've actually got something to talk about. Uh, this ought to be fun. We can, in the next couple of weeks, uh, kind of dive into the team and take a look at what Iowa's got that they're going to put on the field uh, I feel pretty good about this, but I you do know, I, I do every year, so you never know. But uh, we'll talk to you okay. about that next just, week, okay? I just want to make sure. I just want to make sure Ridge is off the ledge right now. There is no ledge. There's no ledge. There's no ledge. Okay. There's no ledge. We're actually we're actually in easy chairs right now. Yeah, we Tom, actually so are we're in good. Easy chairs. Yeah, we're drinking, <laughs> but we're in easy chairs. All right, Tom Caker of HawkeyeReport.com. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, guys. Uh, by the way, get out there and check out his website if you haven't. Uh, Hawkeye uh, Report. We've been, he's been doing a long time, and we've uh, obviously uh, had him around with us for a long time. But uh, And good information there. I think, you know, I didn't know about, much about wrestling. It sounds like he talked to some people, which makes perfect sense. That's good to know. Um, and I'm, I'm, you know, obviously we're thinking football right now, but uh, basketball is going to roll around here. Um, and, and trust me, I, this is going to be a fun team to watch. They did lose a couple of pieces, but if you think about where the where some of these guys could grow up after, you know, Joe Toussaint in his second year. How about getting Jordan Bohannon? Back? Jordan Bohannon coming back, throwing him in there with C.J. Frederick, Stone Cold C.J. You're gonna. I mean, the guard court is going to be really, really tough. Uh, Wieskamp will be a year older, and obviously Luca Garza is is the you know the national player of the year in waiting. Uh, and if you've watched any of the videos of him working out this summer, getting ready for the NBA, that he you know eventually didn't choose to go. Kids standing out at the ring and cannon twenty threes in a row, and right. it's unreal for a seven footer. All right, we're gonna come back. We'll uh, wrap things up. We got a little bit more to talk about here on the Hawkeye Huddle. Join us in a minute here on seventeen hundred. You're listening to the Hawkeye Huddle with Dave Creighton Jr. and Brett Rich on 1700 The Champ. Real sports talk for real sports fans. And we're back here in the Hawkeye Huddle. Brett Rich, Dave Creighton Jr. with you. And uh, let's call this the Hawk Hole. <laughs> we're in the lower level of my of my. I was going to call it the nest, but I don't. The Hawk's Nest out here in Grimes. Uh, as we've said, we're, we're intending on, uh, I think this year from the found, uh, broadcasting from the foundry for a while, at least until, uh, if G MIGs can get it so that, uh, that they don't have, uh, so much spacing that needs to be done. They really want the table space. They're open right now. Go down there. It's taco Tuesday. They're taco open Thursday, for, taco Thursday. God, and it's going to take forever for me to figure that out, but it's taco Thursday. Um, so they're open and they, of course, are sponsoring again this year in the foundry. Uh, we'll get the Foundry last call in just a little bit. We're starting a new segment this year. We're starting the the uh, Stonehawker Realty Remax Concepts Home 
game, home team of the week. I think this is what we're going to do with this. The home team of the week. All right. I want to do like a home lock or a home dog, but, you know, I think it's the home team, right? Well, it's interesting because I know who this week's home team is. Yes. And uh, and so it gets kind of funny when you want to say, well, you want to pick an underdog. Do you want to pick a – I this week, the home team of the week this week is North Texas. And North Texas, uh, the mean green, taking on SMU this week, and they are going to honor – fighting Hayden armadillos? Fry. They're not Texas State. Uh, but they are going to honor uh, one Hayden Fry, who, of course, passed away last uh, December, uh, longtime Hawkeye coach, uh, you know, but – before many of us who were kids in the 70s even knew who he was when he came to Iowa, he was a well-known coach at SMU and North Texas. He do you was, know you who know, North Texas plays this week? SMU. SMU. That's, the, that's why they're doing yeah, that's, oh, that's okay. why they picked this week. That's okay. Right. That's, um, and, of course, he, he had won a, a Southwest Conference championship at, uh, at uh, uh, SMU. He uh, integrated the Southwest Conference. Uh, at SMU, and then when uh, he got dumped by them by going seven and four at SMU, he ends up at North Texas across town. Do you realize he goes ten he, and one and if, wins the Mo Valley of all conferences? Do you realize that if he hadn't got dumped, he'd had Eric Dickerson, Craig James, and uh, he'd have run that. Deal. You know, Hayden let a few things go here and there, but I don't know that he would have put up with everything. Oh no, I don't on. think he would have done the, the booster thing. Yeah, the booster thing. If you've ever seen that thirty for thirty, oh, that yes. was incredible. That was like the NCAA came in and said. We've we've got you cheating. Stop! You know we're gonna. You're under probation, all that, and they kept doing it because they felt like they owed the players the money, right? <laughs> anyway, so that's our Stonehawker, uh, our Stonehawker Realty uh, home team of the week. Now let's uh, since we don't have any thirty second spots up just yet for them, let's go ahead and give them. I'm going to give you the ad- the uh, website every week, and you can also get there off of the HawkeyeHuddle.com once we get that lo- locked and loaded. But right now. Get this, get this, back in the day. So this has been my realty, this has my, been my realty family. The houses that I bought, every one of them, back to the 90s, right? I get it. And um, so they... We, we should actually call them the Stone Cold. Well, maybe we should, we could. <laughs> back in the day, they figured out, Ralph Stonehawker, the, uh, the uncle of Doug, who is now running the business, Ralph figured out when the internet in the interwebs came along... He actually got the website, dsmrealestate.com. That was so, smart. dsmrealestate.com will take you directly to their website, dsmrealestate.com, believe it or not. Uh, and he wanted to feature, uh, we're going to let him feature a, a house every week. Right now they got a listing on uh, Phoenix Drive in Clive. It's $485,000, but it's a, it's a, it's a four-bedroom with three baths, uh, almost new house, and it's uh, really, really nice. Get to dsmrealestate.com. Check it out. Uh, and we'll talk more and more about them as uh, as time goes by. But I'll just tell you, like I say, this is the fifth house that I've uh, I've transacted through them, and I've also been a, to Adventureland uh, on their Adventureland Day for the last twenty three years, I believe, is what they've done. And uh, by the way, know, so. if if anyone else has a free day where you can go anywhere, Ridge will be happy. to Yeah, show well, up. <laughs> I, I will. The other thing that just let you know, it's not just about if you want to buy a house, but if you want to list a house, that's uh, that was really where he came in handy for me last year. Because we listed, we we bought this house listed and sold our house in six weeks and moved in eight. That is almost unheard of. So uh, he helped us do that. I'm not kidding you. So uh, get it, get out there and check it out, D- dsmrealestate.com and uh, Doug Stonehawker. And we'll be uh, linking to them off of the HawkeyeHuddle.com uh, here a little bit later in the year. And appreciate them joining us uh, as our as one of our sponsors this year. So 
real quickly, a couple of notes from the things. We can dive into the roster as things go, right? But I wanted to mention, did you notice? Because we were skeptical at times last year of various players who decided to leave for the NFL. When Mr. Geno Stone made the Buffalo Bills, didn't he? He sure did, and I think he participated. He did. And did you see who started for the Denver Broncos the other night? How about the outlaw? Well, the outlaw, and then... And Michael Ojemudia. Ojemudia. Now, if you will go back to Ojemudia's... And Noah Fant. And Noah Fant. You go back to Ojemudia's sophomore year, I that believe that was... That will still not make me a Broncos fan. No, I will cheer will. for those never three. Never will. I, that kid, and we said it last year, obviously he'd become one of... The, he was a really good defensive back for Iowa last year. But he, the strides that kid made from when he was a sophomore and, and Purdue threw deep on him three times in the game in, in Kinnick and beat him. I think essentially they had three long touchdown passes, I, I believe, against him. And Iowa lost the game. They should never have lost on senior day. And he just kept coming back. And there he is starting in the NFL the other night. What was it? What was it seventh round, sixth round draft pick this year? Maybe a little higher than that. I thought he was third. Was he that, that high? I don't know. Not... I mean, he played well enough last year. I knew he was going to get drafted, but uh, but that was really something. Of course, Tristan uh, Wirfs uh, started for uh, Tampa Bay the other day as well. I I thought I saw that AJ was a healthy scratch from from the Bills. Is that right? Sorry, I thought I saw AJ Epinesa was a, a, a healthy scratch. So maybe they. It's possible. Ojemudi was the number seventy-seven pick. He was third. So he's third round. Okay, well, good for him. Uh, he starting starting and playing for the Broncos. You got night. the computer, and I'm doing this on my phone. I'm looking at real estate right here. So. Oh, good lord! You just, you <laughs> I got notes here. I'm looking at you know. So I got you. But I think I, I thought it was really cool to see. You know, you look around. Boy, the NFL rosters are just dotted with Iowa players. I mean, just littered. Is with it them there right like now. 38 Iowa players? It's like 58, I think. I mean, it's a ton. It's, it's a, an entire it's roster. A, yeah. Uh, well, Outs- it is. It's enough. CJ's still playing, right? Oh yeah. yeah. So you could basically have a football team. You could. Nate Stanley uh, ended up uh, practice squad for the Vikings, so he's still around. They, they, I guess he lost a bunch of weight, which I never looked at him as being super heavy. But you know, big quarterbacks are a nice thing to have. And he was a tall. He's a tall quarterback. And guess what? I was going to have this year. Spencer Petrus is not a small kid. He's like six he's five. Six he? five. Yeah. Six five, and I was looking at his stats today. So, uh, as we start to look ahead at what this football team is going to do, you're replacing a very important man on the team, right? Three year starter, but he three threw, bowl wins. He threw for uh, the all time leading uh, quarterback sneak rusher. It's <laughs> the best ever. <laughs> Spencer Petrus though threw for forty one hundred and fifty seven yards and fifty touchdowns in high school in his senior year. That's not. That's not his career. That's in his senior year. He broke Jared Goff's records in California, right? Uh, the kid is, and he's six foot five. He apparently can find guys all over the field. So we're going to see. I mean, you know, Iowa quarterbacks have a tendency to underwhelm when we pump them up a little bit, and it, with a reputation coming in. But we're going to see because this is this was clear in a way. It was enough for Peyton Menzel to transfer, right? And, Who's starting or playing it? Is he, where did he? Uh, Abilene Christian or something like that. He went somewhere kind of small and was playing, starting. I, di- I didn't write down where he went. I did. I do have everybody else. We, you know, obviously Dylan Doyle with the situation with his dad uh, being let go. 
transferred to Baylor, and he's actually starting as a starting linebacker for, for uh, Baylor, would have started at Iowa. Uh, Oliver Martin, uh, now a Nebraska Cornhusker. Uh, he's uh, fourth string at Nebraska. Yeah, current, now currently further down the depth chart than he was at Iowa. Well, not quite as far down. Uh, Ezra Miller is an interesting one as an offensive lineman who, you know, he had some issues, he, um, health issues. He enrolled at Iowa, had health issues, then wasn't going to play football anymore, and suddenly – Decided he wanted to play again. Now he's at Nebraska. So we'll have to see how that goes for him. Good luck. DJ Johnson, clearly a disgruntled player, uh, went to Purdue. Um, you know, started a couple games for Iowa last year. Played okay. Got beat you know, badly in a couple spots, but played okay. He just he started moving down the depth. There's a lot of defensive backs right now at Iowa, right? So he's at Purdue. Samson Evans, a kid that uh, was a project uh, Eastern Michigan. I don't want now. to talk about people who've left. We're going, and then Torin Young uh, decided to just graduate and, and give and, and forget about and move on. Right. Those are the guys that are gone. Here's the guys that are coming in. Okay, guys that that found money. Right. Right. Koi <laughs> twenty dollars on my jeans. Koi Kronk, offensive lineman from Indiana, transferring in from Indiana, fifth year. Uh, started forty games for the Hoosiers already. Right. I'd probably going to start uh, in place Pro- of Tristan Wirfs. He'll he'll get he'll start somewhere on that offensive line probably. Uh, certainly Tyler Linderbaum now being mentioned as an All-American already, of course, at Larry Jackson as well. So that offensive line could be really salty because you're going to have four returning starters, four guys with returning starters. And a guy with 40 starts. 40 starts. Um, and, and he was listed. I saw some service that said he, he was one of the guys that was going to benefit greatly from the fact that Big Ten is playing football this year for his draft stock. Right? No question. Right? Uh, Jack Heflin's the other big one, uh, defensive lineman from uh, Northern Illinois. Uh, he's got like 24, 24 starts. The big thing about him was, so he'll fill in in the middle somewhere in, in as a member of maybe the top four on the defensive line. But Pro Football Focus does all of their grading, and they had him as a top five lineman, uh, defensive lineman this year. There right? you go. So that's a, a nice replacement considering uh, losing A.J. on the edge, uh, and you're going to have some you know some turnover there. That'll be really good. Um, also, Matt Lorbeck, d- defensive player from Northern Illinois, he only had like 15 starts, but he had like 35 tackles last I, year. I think he's white redshirt. You think so? Uh, well, I, I, you I read that. I thought I saw that, and you know, being not a journalist, I can't state for certain. <laughs> and then uh, Tory, Tory Taylor is the punter from uh, from Australia. Can he get in the country? He got in. It took a long time. He's here. Uh, I, mean, I mean, it was kind of a storyline, right? It was like, is he going to make it or is he not? And he, and he had to quarantine and do all this stuff, and they got him in. So he's here, and we'll so have to we see. will have rugby punting. Well, it'll either be him or Ryan Grisande, right? And Grisande was hurt last year, and so it'll be one of the two. But it sounds like um, they really liked what they saw out of Taylor on film <laughs> or right. on uh, on video. On video, and we'll on, see how on that YouTube. goes. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there was some rugby punting involved. And of course, uh, Kirk mixes that up a little bit, you know, as to how they how they go about moving the ball around. Whatever happened to the coffin corner punt? I went away with Ray Guy. I don't know. Tom Nickel used to be really good at it back in the day for Hayden's team. Drop it inside the five and go out. Why do we? Why do we try to kill it? Who was the quarterback that used to do that pretty well? Um, in the pros? No, for the Hawks. Uh, was it? Was it Stanzi? No, he didn't punt. You're racking my brains on this now. A punt, a guy that would punt for the Ryan Driscoll. Ryan Driscoll. <laughs> we were talking about him the other day. Uh, my high school buddies, um, unfortunately, of course, passed away. 
Oh, I'm sorry. You know, I, yeah, I didn't mean to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like a heart attack. Did, yeah, I wasn't trying to be. It's a young heart attack, uh, but you know, uh, Ryan Driscoll from Linmar, yeah, you know, was a childhood friend. Hey, man, so. it's time for our. Well, it's time for our Temple Rye last call. Foundry, Foundry last call. Foundry. <laughs> I keep. I, yes. Hey, they got a brand new whiskey with Boulevard wheat. We got to try it next time. Do we're they now. really? Yes. They got some good stuff they've mixed up over there. They really do. Not. It's. I mean. It, it, there's a lot of reasons to go to the foundry, and that's one of them. They've, they've, so they've, you know. I'm going to go first because you're clearly not prepared for this. Um, I have two foundry last calls really quick, uh, Cincinnati Bengals tonight, and uh, whoever's playing Iowa State. They aren't playing. They can't lose. So I, that's my foundry last call this week is Iowa State won't lose. I will say this. Iowa State's uh, – here's my last call on that. It'll take the whole season. That's a two or three win football. Woo! All right, join us next week, 6 o'clock Thursday night right here. 17 under the champ for the Hawkeye Huddle.